I'm Lauren. And I'm Ashley. And this, guys, is Nip Tuck Pod. We are your girl chat. We say the things you want to hear, the things that you're thinking but you don't want to say out loud. And we're all about being strong, aspirational women who basically don't give a... Uh, Lauren, anyway, if you want unfiltered chat, amazing beauty and product recommendations, then look no further, guys. This is the podcast where you will get all of the girly chat. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Hello everybody and welcome back to part two of Vicky Patterson The Secret. We are chatting to the lovely Marlon Anderson. Hi babe, welcome back. Hey. <laughs> um, so I wanted to dive straight into part two, balls to the wall, no messing around. I think, and me and my producer talk about this all the time, that there is a very special place in hell for women who don't support other women. <laughs> Do you agree? <laughs> A hundred percent. That's the strongest thing. It's all about the feminine energy. Oh, I love it. And like, I want my Instagram and to be a place where women come on and they, they leave feeling better about themselves. They leave feeling like they're not alone. They feel more positive. They embrace their bodies. Like that's yeah. what I endeavor to do on mine. And you are such a shining, great example of that. But it kind of have always been like this for you because for anyone who doesn't know you basically like used to do beauty pageants didn't you yeah when i was around 16 um my mum actually bribed me 500 pounds to enter miss bedfordshire <laughs> um, she really she really wanted that life for me and um and i did it and um and then gosh it was like a switch in my head and it just triggered a crazy journey with food um and exercise with me and nice. um and and then it was all about appearance from then onwards, body image and appearance for a good six years. Oh, but then I, I, I don't blame you, mate. Like, I can't imagine environments like that, the nurture sort of any other side of a person. Like, it is something that is com- where your worth is completely based on how you look in a swimsuit, basically, isn't it? A hundred percent. Definitely. Was- there, there was no substance there whatsoever. Now, what was the vibe like? Because now you go on your Instagram, you're applying all the comments, you're building women up, you're empowering other females, you're just being a badass woman. But then going back then, I bet you, well, women were pitted against each other in that environment, no? Yeah, I mean, it depends. Some are really nice, but then you, you get the, some catty girls that are just competing and, you know, didn't speak to anyone. And if I remember clearly, it was such a long time ago now. It, it was just a false false sense of reality it was just so everything was fake about it and yeah. just ridiculous and I don't even know why I bloody did it <laughs> I know and it, you look back now and you see like the the toxicity of it and sort of how unhappy you were like I've seen pictures of you from your um your beauty pageant days and mate you look dead behind the eyes I hope you don't mind saying that yeah no <laughs> but, you know <laughs> I I admit it myself I'm actually mm. posting a photo today and a picture yeah. of me in a yellow gown I mm. look ill Mm. My eyes say my whole story. And mm. for me, it was just, my mind wasn't with it. I would be passing out, constantly feeling dizzy. I would smoke cigarettes, um, have loads of coffee, 
calorie count every single thing and when the restriction got so much it's almost like a when we when we diet normally we'll do a diet yeah. get to weekend and we'll binge we'll overeat mm -hmm. to compensate yeah. for what we've restricted our bodies on and our body's natural way of saying eat normally is now we eat everything back and then yeah. we'll feel guilty the guilt the guilt kicks in and then you're back to square one you're starting that diet on monday again and that is why i can't stress enough to have try and have such a balance with food. Food isn't your enemy. It's here to nourish our minds, our body, our soul, you know? Yeah. And it's such a blessing to be able to eat food. We shouldn't look at it like it's a bad thing. I know, but it, it is it is so difficult, especially I can imagine within that world to have a healthy relationship with food um, and to sort of to understand that looking a certain way isn't the be all and end all. It's taken me, mate, to be in 32 to realise that as a woman, we have so much more to offer than just a clothes size, than just a number on a scale. Like our bodies do amazing things. They run marathons, they run businesses. We create life for fuck's sake. Why are we being yeah. just pigeonholed <laughs> as nothing more than a, a body in a swimsuit it's so demoralizing i know and i think times are changing to be fair i don't really mm. do pageants still exist <laughs> i don't uh, know i mean i, I don't actually have a, i know in america they're quite there's there's a lot going on but i just think it's so sad when i when i if i could speak to my younger self i would just tell her to not bother at all because even though it was part of my journey i used to feel so depressed from from not having control over like my my self-worth it's, it's really sad like I'd wake up and it just consume every ounce of my soul and as you said the dead behind the eyes kind of thing that was me I was just functioning mm -hmm. and I mean it, it's now led me to have IBS permanently from laxative abuse um oh. I'm gluten intolerant I don't eat meat or fish anyway because that's just a personal choice I made about a year ago can I ask um, what you do for and eat them <laughs> <laughs> Cheese, Vicky, I fucking love cheese. Um, That's me, girl. I can't do vegan. I, can't do vegan. I love cheese no. and red wine. So. Yeah. so I eat vegetables. That's pretty much fucking it. It's just a bit yeah. of veg. But, uh, <laughs> but yeah, I, but I just feel like part of my spirituality and my, my growth, it, I just eating that dead energy from me and fish, it just mm -hmm. really makes me feel bleh and sluggish. So mm -hmm. I just, yeah, I eat a lot, but just not meat or fish. <laughs> yeah. I but mean, whereas if you told me when I was 16 um, to give up meat, I'd be like, oh, go on then, does it make you lose weight? So I would probably just be a vegan just to lose weight. <laughs> yeah. Exactly, but that just shows how much your mindset has changed. Like, I think a lot, uh, like Pete, for example, you know, me mate Pete Wicks, he's a, he's a vegan, well, he's not, he's vegetarian, He's almost a vegan, but again, like you, couldn't give, up me? The, he couldn't give up the cheese. Um, and I get that. Like when you have like, a, a, you're coming from a strong viewpoint, I think it totally makes sense. He does it because he just loves animals so much. And you're obviously doing it because it makes Aww. you feel better. Um, and I think like we should never judge anybody else's choices. Like I know I joke. I don't think I have the willpower to be a vegan or even a vegetarian at all. I just kind of think I consciously eat now, Melon. Like I try and eat less because I just know Perfect. it's better. I follow you. Yeah. Yeah. Consciously. And think back to when we were a child. Like there's an inner child yeah. in all of us. Did we, mm -hmm. did we restrict ourselves? We ate when we were hungry. We stopped to a point of being full. Yeah. Overeating for me, I feel sluggish. And I know now I don't want to feel like that. And then I'll end up on the mm -hmm. bloody toilet. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> and under it, I'm still hungry. So listen to your body signals. Listen to your body signs. Mm -hmm. It all contributes to your mental health. When I eat better, when I eat a Mediterranean salad, with olive oil, avocado, tomatoes, you know, with grains. I feel amazing. My mind's buzzing. I'm raring to go. I've got great energy. If I go and get a burger from McDonald's, 
I'm going to feel slump. That energy is going to be taken really quickly from me and I'm going to feel like crap. Mm. And, you know, it's just knowing what is right for you. And as I said, we need to be kind to yourselves and being kind to yourselves is also looking after yourself. Mm, exactly. No, it is, mate, it is. And I think we're so quick. I know I'm in particular, like, I can't do enough for other people. Like, the minute lockdown happened, my initial reaction was to start my isolation care package project for the elderly. Like, I wanted to make sure yeah, there was I nobody... Saw. Oh, thanks. Thanks, mate. I just... I didn't want to make... I wanted to make sure no one was going hungry. Like, the first thing I want to do in the morning, you want to ring your mum, make sure she's okay. You want to ring your sister, make sure she's okay. You want to ring your pals, make sure they're okay. You constantly want to look after others, but it's actually learning that you can't pour from an empty cup like you need to look after yourself first if any of these things are going to be possible as an afterthought right a million percent and you've just said that you've just hit the nail on the head with that and when when our energy is low and when we're feeling drained those around us aren't going to gain from us being around them you know all that work that we're trying to do the work won't be a hundred percent so our number one ourselves we need to look after first and that's first and foremost yeah Oh, I'm with you, mate. A bit of self-love goes an absolute long way. Well, I'm going from self-love to friend love here. Um, you are half <laughs> Swedish and half Sri Lankan. Is that right? Did I get that? Yeah. Right? <laughs> yeah. Half Swedish, half, yeah. half Sri Lankan, 100% goddess. 100%. You're absolutely lush. <laughs> You're absolutely lush. Like, if you were, like, if I didn't love You're you so much. You're throwing me the compliments today, <laughs> That's why people come on Vicky Patterson The Secret for just to get that ego inflated. I'm such a fangirl. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I am. Um, oh, I just can't understand how anyone could have anything bad to say about you, mate. Like, I really mean that. And I, I look at you and I'm 110% Geordie, mate. There's nothing interesting about me at all. Like, I'm just Geordie <laughs> oh, through and stop. through. But you are like... So you're so putting yourself down by saying that. <laughs> you are interesting. You've got so much to offer. Stop with that bad talk. <laughs> But right, you're right. You're right. I shouldn't. But what I mean is, like, how anyone could say anything negative to you, I just don't know. But you opened up recently about the racial abuse you've endured in your life. And I just, I, honestly, to me, it's it's mental that this is still going on. But obviously, with the Black Lives Matter movement, we seriously can't ignore the fact that it is still going on in society and in commonplace in some places. So I just wanted you to talk about your experience with it a little bit, mate, because I was so shocked. Yeah, it was mainly when I was younger. And mm. I was, I grew up in a very white village. Mm-hmm. Um, I was the only, my family was the only Asian round family in the whole village. And the word packy was getting thrown around like it was anything, you know, me, my brothers and my sisters and George so much. We'd be at the school bus stop. We'd get all sorts of names like Hitler, um, packy, bud bud, you know, accents. And Jesus Christ. I was so sad because I used to be, I used to go back to my mum and be like, mum, is there something wrong with my colour? And as a kid, you should no. not be hearing that because that is trauma in itself. And as, as I, spoke, I spoke about childhood trauma the other day, mm. it's only going to come out when you're older if it's not dealt with properly. And um, I used to, my sister used to get called Hitler. She used to like have to shave her tash and sideburns. She, you know, and oh, it's just, her. it's just, it, I think that the racism stems from their parents. These mm. kids don't, they're not born racist. It's, no. they're, they're listening to people around them, their parents and what their family are saying. I think it's absolutely fucking disgusting. Because mm. how are you meant to be six years old and you're, uh, and you're racist? That's, it's yeah. your parents, definitely. Of course. It's, it's, I mean, it's a nature versus nurture debate, like, and people have it th- for loads of different things, but there's the idea that you are either born some way or your environment, the surroundings that you're brought up in mold you into being. Yeah, 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 of course, yeah. And like when it comes to to something like racism and, and 
views and things like that it has to be what you're brought up around and I don't want to sound naive and I do think it boils down it is sometimes hateful and it is horrendous but I think a lot of the time in small places like that it's ignorance it's just ignorance it's someone who looks a little bit different to to someone they've seen before and that's what's the scary thing is it's being fueled by something like ignorance definitely and I think the awareness and creating change it's never going to stop we need to keep keep that up it's not just one week on social media it's it's every day (laughs) and the the irony is I love my skin color I love it I love being brown and I love tanning I love getting darker and darker I fucking love it (laughs) and everybody else loves a bit of fake tan too so where's the issue Honestly, mate, I love you your skin. I, mean? like, I I could lie in the sun for weeks, <laughs> weeks and weeks and weeks, and still just be like slightly pinker. <laughs> but you, my darling, you are beautiful pinker. inside and out. Stop. Yeah, I can just get pinker. I'm like a little piggy. But you, on the other hand, mate, nah, absolutely beautiful inside and out, and you should own that. Here's a cool fact: a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact. You can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Um, but you mentioned mental health, mate, and it's something you're a really brilliant advocate for. Um, your honesty, your refreshing openness on social media, it, it's just a proper breath of fresh air. Um, what have been your strategies for dealing with trauma? I, I'm going to talk to you about your secret in a bit, but I know I can't let this go. There'll be so many women listening to this who want to know how you coped. Um, I think it's really learning how to be alone, firstly. Mm-hmm. Um, the different the different types of trauma they're all different. So there's, I could speak about this for days and mm-hmm. give you different outlooks and points on each thing. But let me talk to you about grief. So let me talk to you about, for instance, my mum's death. Um, mm-hmm. So she was the closest woman in my life. She was my mum and my dad. And the cancer suddenly came on really quickly at the end. She did have cancer her whole life and then she was clear for 15 years. And the doctors didn't realise that she had stomach cancer the whole time where she was getting her right breast removed for breast cancer. So she was gone within three months. And that for me was like somebody ripped my heart out because I was there right until her last breath, you know. And to see your own mum lose her head. Because every day, the last week of death, is like you, you, something else gets taken from them. And then they become, they're not there. They're not with it. And she didn't know who I was at the end. And... Uh, that was the biggest amount of trauma. I then went on and met a toxic man and became mm-hmm. pregnant. Mm-hmm. And so I never dealt with my mum's grief. It was one thing not. after another. Yeah. And then when my baby died, I was like, fuck this. What mm-hmm. the fuck? Mm-hmm. I've just, I've, like, I've not dealt with anything. So I had to take it back to square one. Mm-hmm. I took it all back and I went back to basics and I went, right, let's go to the first issue here. Let's deal with this step by step. 
I had therapy. Therapy was cool on and off, didn't really resonate with me. So I thought, let me do this myself. Let me fix uh -huh. myself because no one's going to fix me. Uh -huh. I had to literally sit in a living room alone and deal with my emotion and my pain. I let myself cry when I wanted to cry. I let myself drink if I wanted to drink. Yeah. But then I took active steps into my well-being and uh -huh. I had to fix my environment around me, the people around me and what was gonna aid my healing process. I read a lot, I traveled every single month. Mm -hmm. I went to Bali retreats. I really, it sounds cliche, I really had to find myself. Yeah. Because if I wasn't gonna find myself, then I wasn't gonna be able to live. You know, I'd be living in pain, trauma, victim mentality. So this was, this was like key, make or break for me. And I, I remember just being alone and thinking, fuck, this sucks, but let me push through this pain. Instead of me running to see a friend because I feel lonely, let me sit here and be lonely. Instead of yeah. me going to alcohol and having that glass of wine to numb that bit of pain in my brain, let me sit here and read a book and feel that pain. Mm. And I say it a lot, feel that fucking pain. Don't hide from it, don't mm. run from it. Allow yourself to feel it because we're human. And that aids the recovery process. Number two was speaking about what I went through and being open yeah. about it on social media and to friends. Mm -hmm. By me speaking about it, it became reality and it became real. Because I'm not being funny. When you've lost your mum and your daughter and you've gone through all of this, it doesn't feel real. It feels like a dream. And it, you, it don't want like, it, I, you don't want it to feel real. You don't you want it to feel real. You don't want it to, man. Like, so me speaking about it enabled me to actually feel it and relive it. And, you know, reliving things, it's, it's a fucking difficult thing to do. We don't want to feel. We feel uncomfortable with pain and change. We don't like that as humans. And, um, and that was my starting process. And from then, I just found different things that aided my journey and what worked for me. And all I can say to everybody that's listening is learn how to, to be alone and feel your pain and your emotions. Don't run from them. There's a lot more to it, but that was what helped me in the beginning. Honestly, mate, so inspirational. <laughs> I'm going to talk for days. I'm like, no, it's, it, so you should, though. Like, you've had about, you've lived, oh, God, you've lived about nine lives. You're like a cat. I think, like, <laughs> listening to your talk, like, and hearing the passion in your voice and, like, the emotive place it's coming from. Like, I always say, like, you have to feel your feels. And that is a yes. much more, like, sort of childish way of saying what you said so eloquently it's like pain is your body's way of telling you something's wrong so you instantly mm -hmm. you don't want to do it again you don't want to recreate it you know what i mean but when you have um emotional pain and like mental hurt like you can numb it through whether it's your alcohol whether it's like running away from it and all the rest of it and as human beings i don't think we embrace it because we don't want to because it's hard but the minute you do, no, hundred percent, and this is why I advocate. you start to recover. Yeah, this is why I speak openly when I do feel upset. I let people know that I feel upset. I don't. It's not an easy journey. No one has an easy journey, and this is what life's about. It's about embracing the good and the bad, and taking it, taking it on your chin, and learning how to deal through it. And as you said, how you react to these things that get thrown your way, and um, and yeah, I, I just think it, it's such a personal journey, and nothing's nothing's easy in life, but. When you crack the code of finding that contentment and and that happiness stemming from inside your soul, that's when everything else just kind of flows for you. Because uh, honestly, we could talk about external things. Like I used to be, love, I used to love shopping to distract my mind, yeah. going for a drink, going out to eat food. I hated being alone. I freaking hated it. And this is why I spoke about childhood trauma on my last column. I, I spoke about. Me growing up as a kid, my mum was always in and out of hospital um, with cancer. And I used to be on, on my own a lot. And I that led, then led me into being an adult and being tying myself to any relationship, whether it was with a toxic guy, 
you know, and allowing myself to be in a, in a volatile space. And that was in fear of being alone. And mm. I never fixed that childhood trauma. So when I meditate and have therapy, you go back to the roots of where it all began. And that's when you can start healing and fixing these problems. So, so enlightening, mate. Like, it's a one, it's so <laughs> lovely to hear you I feel like bloody Oprah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, honestly, and you, you are like, you are, you, what's lovely about you, um, after everything you've been through, you still manage to turn negatives into positives. You still learn from it and you provide other people with hope. Like, even look at how good you, what the good you use your platform for. Like, you are an ambassador for a number of charities, aren't you? Including, like, Mental Health Ones and yeah. Sands and Refuge. Is that right? Yeah, that's it. Yeah, okay. And, ha- like, obviously, this is, this is part of your, I suppose, your journey, your therapy as well, making yourself feel better. Yeah, definitely. I used to I used to get really stuck with what my purpose in life was Vicky. And when I was younger, I wanted I wanted the limelight, I wanted to be on reality TV. And then when I got it, I still felt empty inside. And no word of a joke. With what I do now with with expanding my platform, speaking about topics that I'm passionate about and helping other people, I fully feel but this is my purpose and this is what I was this is what I was made for. Yeah. And it's not only therapy for myself, but knowing I'm helping people is so cheesy. Uh, no, no, I'm adding not. a bit of light into all this darkness. Yeah. I'm I'm inputting my light and my personal experiences and I think that's what we that's what we need. We need more of that. We do. We do. We need we need more Marlon Andersons. That's literally it. We need more. Can we, <laughs> can we clone you please? <laughs> <laughs> no there's only one <laughs> she's an original guys but no I think it, I think it's incredible that even some of the darkest moments of your life losing your baby losing your losing your mum you still find the time and the energy to turn them into helping other people deal with their loss and their, their journeys but it's just a quick one you know when you're helping the elderly with their food mm. how much how much contentment did you get and how satisfying was that deep within your deep within your heart how good did that make you feel compared to just you know doing the typical promo that we do on instagram how beautiful is it knowing that you've helped someone it's like this this feeling that you can't even describe it just makes you feel so so happy you know what i mean Uh, honestly i always say you glow differently when you're really happy you'll yes you glow differently like if you say for example like Look at the way we used to live, Malin. Like, say you've got, like, say you've had a good week, so you've had a good night out with the lasses, or, like, you've just bought a new outfit and you've kissed a fit lad. Like, yeah, I used to think that was happiness. <laughs> but, like, I look at how I find happiness now, and it's it's helping others. It's putting out a yes. post that encourages a, a rich dialogue on Instagram. It's, it's, yes. like, it's smiling at people in the street. It's being a good person. It's helping others. That's when, like, I, that's how I get happy now. That's how I get off now. And yeah, it just shows, definitely. like, how much I've grown, how much I've changed. But I do actually, like, I am really proud of the direction we're going. Are you not? Like, I'm loving this new vibe. Yeah, 100%. And I think that with our strong influencing um, and our platforms, hopefully other people will pick up on it and do it too. And then, and then social media and uh, you know this industry will be a, a much nicer place to be in. And it, it, that one place, I always said, be a leader. Always be a leader, not a follower. Too many yes. sheep around. <laughs> That's it. We are lions, girl. 
<laughs> Man, it's been such a pleasure talking to you. But before I let you go, which um, it's, it kills us to let you go, but I'm going to have to. Um, this is, of course, called Vicky Patterson, The Secret 2. That's me podcasting. Every week I have my lovely guest tell my listeners this their secret to something. Um, and I was thinking before we started with me producer, and I was like, what can Malin's secret be? Like, she can talk the back legs off a donkey about anything. She could have a secret to absolutely anything, this girl. <laughs> But listening to your chat now, mate, and hearing everything you've gone through and knowing that you're doing it all with not only a smile on your face, but time for everybody else, I think it's a proper no-brainer. I want to know what your secret to bouncing back is, mate. My secret to bouncing back Mm. is gratitude. Um, Being grateful for everything that we do have. Every morning I'll write, write down 10 things that I have in my life, whether it's a tree that's outside my house because it's a beautiful view, whether it's my friends around me, whether it's the the plate that I'm eating off of. Gratitude allows you to focus on the present moment and what you have in your life. And it takes you out of that victim mentality of what you've suffered and the pain that you've been through. And um, it allows you to breathe and to focus on things positively. And it instantly gives you that that boost that you need for the day. Like, you know, grateful to be alive, grateful to be here instead of thinking, oh, why have I done that? Why have I lost this? Don't have that. Don't have that money. I want to buy that. Turn it around and focus on the opposite. And I think that is a start to to pure happiness. (laughs) Oh, mate. So profound. Yes, girl. Yes. (laughs) Call me Gandhi. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, honestly. Malin, like, thank you so much for taking time out your day because I know you're busy. Um, I've loved talking to you and I'm sure everybody listening has has had an amazing takeaway. Um, That was Malin Anderson with her secret of bouncing back, everybody. I feel like a radio DJ there. Did you think I sounded like (laughs) (laughs) that? Don't be it. You're the best. And listen, just from me to you, you know I think this anyway, but you deserve every happiness. Every happiness done. Oh, thank you. <laughs> Have a great day, mate, and an even better week. You too, Chick. Bye. <laughs> Oh, guys, thank you so much for listening this week. What an episode. I love her. I love her so much. Um, oh, God, I'm fangirling. I'm fangirling too hard. Well, if you did enjoy this week or you've enjoyed any of the Vicky Patterson series, then please leave a review, subscribe, tell all your mates, do all of the podcasty things. Recently, we have added an email so you guys can give us your feedback because I like to know if you're enjoying it. I like to know if you think we could improve. I mean, every day is a school day after all. So if you do have any uh, any compliments or constructive criticisms, <laughs> got to hit the good with the bad, then please send them to Vicky Patterson's podcast at gmail.com. Thanks so much, guys. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.